Hello， 同情家族，欢迎收听 Look Back Sunday。在这个节目，张老师会汇整过去不同国家与主题的热门跟读文章，让你可以在十五分钟内吸收最精华的世界时事趣闻。Let's get right to it. Salad culture is a problem for pro golf. Even if you don't play or follow golf, which I don't. You're probably aware of the controversy now engulfing the game. A number of the world's top-ranked pro players, notably Phil Mickelson, made extremely lucrative deals to play in a new tour, the LIV Golf International Series, sponsored by Saudi Arabia. The PGA Tour, which has traditionally dominated the sport, responded by suspending 17 of these players. The Saudis are obviously engaged in reputation laundering. Greenwashing, in an attempt to make people forget about the atrocities their regime has perpetrated, it's less clear what motivated the PGA. Did it consider the LIV series flawed, not a proper golf tour? Was it attempting to squash competition, or was the problem with the LIV series's sponsors? PGA attendees surveyed by Pro Golf Weekly were in no doubt. An overwhelming majority attributed Mickelson's exclusion to media slash cancel culture, and I hope they're right. I mean, if getting paid big bucks to provide favorable PR to a regime that deals with critical journalists by killing them and dismembering them with a bone saw doesn't warrant cancellation, what does? And yet Mickelson and others were willing to provide that PR. So if you ask me, the real story here isn't that the PGA may. Or may not have found a line it won't cross. It is that so many members of the American elite evidently have no such lines. What explains the rise of sellout culture? Tax cuts may have played a role. Selling your soul becomes more attractive when you get to keep more of the proceeds. Soaring income inequality may inspire envy, a desire to keep up with the super elite, and there is surely a process of normalization. Everyone else is selling out, so why shouldn't I join the party? Kids used to look up to public figures, sports stars in particular, as role models. Do they still? Can they? Given what public figures will do if the checks are big enough. Next, why are there more successful older golfers today? From the 18th fairway in the final group of the British Open in 2009. Tom Watson, the five-time Open champion, hit a shot that flew right at the pin. For a moment, it looked like Watson, then age 59, would win the tournament for a record sixth time and become the oldest player to win a major championship. A firm bounce sent the ball off the back of the green, and Watson needed three more shots to get the ball into the hole. That dropped him into a tie for first. In the fourth hole playoff, he ran out of gas and lost by six shots. A decade ago, the idea of an older golfer contending in, let alone winning, a major championship was something few considered. That was still the time when most golfers petered out in their mid forties and kicked around the golf world before having a brief resurgence on the Champions Tour when they turned fifty. 
Leading these middle-age mavericks is Phil Mickelson, 51, won the PGA Championship in May. He beat Brooks Kupka, a four-time major winner, and Louis Wisthuizen, the 2010 British Open champion, who are both in their 30s. All these guys have taken a new approach, said Dave Phillips, co-founder of the Titleist Performance Institute, which focuses on golf and fitness. There's a lot of money out there. They realize they can still compete with the younger guys, but they need to spend more time on their body and what they fuel their body with. Phillips said what Mikkelsen and the others were doing provided lessons for older golfers. It's not strength, but the recovery and the downtime that matter, he said. It's letting your body recover. Everyone wants to get fitter, stronger, faster. They're upset when they don't see the results. But what they're doing is fatiguing to the body more so than a round of golf. Crucial for older players? Maintaining leg strength, Phillips said. And that means walk, don't ride when you play golf. It is experience for sure, but that is a double-edged sword. With age, players are more knowledgeable about the nuances of the game and have, in theory, a better psychological understanding of what to do. But they have also failed to do that in similar moments in the past. The reason we're going longer is we have the financial security to go longer, he said. We also have the sports science to reinvent ourselves. Next. Night golf is taking over South Korea. City lights shimmer in the distance. Shadows play in every direction on glowing green grass. It's close to midnight. The moon hangs high in the dark night sky, and South Koreans are still outside, golfing. This is white night golf, a nocturnal sports phenomenon in South Korea that reflects the still-surging popularity of the sport there. The persistent challenges may encounter in nabbing a tea time in the country's dense cities and the lengths to which some will nevertheless go to get one. South Korea is the third largest market for golf in the world, behind only the United States and Japan. For golf fans worldwide, the game's grip on the country is most easily observed in its surplus of elite professional players, particularly in the women's game. As of last week, 32 of the top 100 players in the women's world rankings, including 4 of the top 10, were from South Korea. But on the ground, golf is very much a participatory pastime, even if the popularity of the sport and the undersupply of courses in metropolitan areas make opportunities to actually play scarce and expensive. Seoul, a city of nearly 10 million people, has only one course, and it is open only to military personnel. Some make do with screen golf, a virtual simulation game played indoors, which has become its own booming pastime in South Korea, with some facilities offering 24-hour service. But golfers understandably desire the real thing. 
So what do you do when the demand for tea times outstrips the sunlight in a given day? According to Seo Chong-pyum, president of the Korea Leisure Industry Institute, South Korea now boasts a whopping 117 golf courses of 18 holes or more that offer nighttime play for willing golfers, with tea times as late as 8 p.m. Seo said there are countless other nine-hole courses that also feature floodlights and do not close until midnight or later. Many people from Seoul, for instance, make the track to Sky 72 Golf and Resort in Incheon, close to the area's main international airport, where 2,700 lights have been installed to illuminate 36 of the facility's 72 holes. The concept of golfing under lights exists outside South Korea, of course. A writer for the website Golf Pass last year counted 65 courses in the United States that featured at least some amount of nighttime lighting, although all but one of them were short courses. And courses in the United States that offer late tea times still close far earlier than those in South Korea, which often remains open as late as 1 a.m. Good job, and thanks for tuning in. 想要收听更多过去的跟读单元以及节目，欢迎到我们官网 www.15minutes.today。有兴趣John老师以及其他资深英语老师对谈的节目，记得周末也要回来收听我们同情学英语。Catch you in the next one.